Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Oilways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Nalthotep in our China chapter. And as we'd like to do at the top of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. If you've not had a chance to check out what we offer on Patreon, you can over at patreon.com slash the oldways podcast. You can also help us make our charge to a thousand subscribers on YouTube by checking us out on our YouTube channel. Now, we'd like to start with introductions to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and I'm going to run towards the noise. Oh, it's always a, a good bet to do. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. Uh, this is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I'm currently in a bedroom with Sam. Well, we'll just leave that there at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and uh, I've already had a hell of a day. I don't know if I want to get up now and and what and uh, help. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair. To Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond, and I think we all know who's driving this boat now. Right. No one. Uh, to Mr. Drummond's right. Hi, this is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, who is hanging with Mr. Gruber. Mm, yes, absolutely. And last but most certainly not least. This is Alex playing Sam Baron, who uh, uh, just uh, mind mind the, the portholes. Oh, trust me, I will. So when we last left our intrepid investigators, they were journeying aboard the Dark Mistress. They'd had many, many fun and adventurous moments most of which include shooting fishmen, um, attempting to board the Dark Mistress with uh, some success and some less than successful attempts on climb rolls. And now they seemingly have uncovered a wondrous bedroom with beautiful carpets and a big bed, which I'm certain at some point when it's time to take a rest, we'll do a little bed swapping. I'm sure that'll be helpful. And the doctor seems to have found a new friend. Uh, so we're going to open our, our uh, curtain tonight with a large, somewhat mottled green and brown arm outstretched, having fully grasped the doctor around the neck. Was it something I said? It pulls you close and... As it opens its mouth, you see several rows of sharp teeth. And you also see something else. And that is a deep discoloration inside its mouth. Almost a burn pattern across it as it roars. It uh, can clearly be burned. Seemingly. Seemingly. 
Um, I would like to put my pipe out in its eye. Hmm, okay. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to know, given that all of the rest of your fellow investigators go before you, hmm. I would like to know what they are doing, what they're reacting to, what they're doing with the reacting to the sound that they've heard below deck. I say, what the hell was that? I slammed the boat back to stop. Okay. Now, not slamming the boat back to stop isn't an immediate thing. It will take a little time. As stated in my intro, I'm running towards the noise. Okay. So the noise is below deck. Uh, okay. At least it seems it's below deck. The only way I know down is below deck is the trap door. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go towards the trap door then. All right. Very good. You are going to go towards the trap door and head down this ladder that leads to a darkened space, mostly darkened space. Yeah. Uh, so Sam, did you close the door to the bedroom when you were searching it? No, I had it open so that I could mm-hmm. shine the light out. And then um, after we heard the, the scream, we go, what the hell was that? And then I will say, uh, Lillian, let's move. And then I will begin moving outside of the room. Okay, Doctor, uh, your first reaction will take precedent. So go ahead and make a fighting brawl roll. Alrighty. In attempt to burn this creature with a hot pipe. That is an 11 under 70, so that is an extreme success. Oh, very good. Uh, I'm going to say, even as, a, as an extreme roll, it's going to burn the creature. Obviously, yes. it'll do a point of damage uh, in the fact that it's basically a hot piece of coal. Right. Uh, the creature's going to react. Hmm. And it's probably going to contract, I would assume. Yes, he will contract, absolutely. Uh, so, his claw? Mm-hmm. Not even a hand, really. Mm-hmm. His claw contracts around your neck, and instead of crushing you, he flings you back towards some boxes. Nice soft boxes to absorb my landing. Awesome. Uh, You take a point of damage. There's a huge clatter of boxes from somewhere beneath. That is unmistakable, especially for those of you who have made your way down onto the lower levels. Sam, as you're uh, in investigating the space beyond the doorway, back where you came, you see Miss O'Shea coming down the stairs, or the ladder, as it were. Uh, I, I will acknowledge her presence with a shine of the light, but I won't blind her. <laughs> uh, and I will make it clear that I'm heading in that direction, and so I will pick up my pace as, as Maeve is coming down. Okay. Sam's slightly ahead of you down there, but uh, he's making his way around the engine area. Jack, are you staying up top or are you heading downstairs as well? Uh, well, after killing the last fishman, I kind of flopped into the couch. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard uh, what was going on downstairs, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Lever myself back up and uh, make my way out back because that's where it would come from. Okay. You make your way out to the back of the ship. Uh, you see at the back of the ship, you see a shipping hold door open. And you see that there are several rope lines that go down into that section. Well, I'll uh, make my way to the uh, hold doors. Okay. You make your way to the hold doors. Um, let's see here, Lillian. 
I am um, following behind Maeve and Sam mm-hmm. and bringing up the rear and covering them. Okay. Alina, are you going that way? Mr. Drummond, are you staying on the bridge? Uh, yes, I am watching out for fish people and I'm probably, the people better with guns are probably better off hmm. going down and investigating the dinner call. Very good. The creature is going to approach you. Doctor. He's approaching me. He is. Uh, you are now down a pipe. Doc, um, scrambles backwards, continues to keep as much space between him and it as possible while he desperately looks for something to defend himself or at least give him a temporary advantage enough to okay. escape the room. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can go deeper into the hole here for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that's what you want to do, you can get behind boxes and try to use them as uh, as cover. That is absolutely what I wish to do. All right, I'm going to have you make a climb roll. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a little packed. Let's see, that's a 44 over 20. So, uh, nope. Nope, very good. Uh, so you, you get shifted into a position where you're trying to get away from this creature. And, uh, and you look back at it uh, to judge its distance. And it is suddenly very, very close to you. Um, so on its action, it is going to um, attempt a maneuver. It will be using its size as a advantage die because of its build. It is very large. It is large enough to get one. That is for sure. All right. Uh, you may make a dodge roll if you'd like. Okay. As that attack will hit. Nope. 66 over 27. Uh, it picks you up by the jacket, oh. by the back, mm-hmm. and turns you around and is going to attempt to put you, well, the, the top half of you in its mouth. Okay. Because that sounds fun. Yeah. The dock is delicious. That's what I've heard. Yes. That's what the creatures heard as well. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like German cuisine? <laughs> Come all the way to Shanghai and have a little bit of Schweinfleisch. All right. All right. So that's three damage, Doctor. Okay. Uh, you get bit on the shoulder. I'm going to have you make a constitution roll when he bites you. Con check. Uh, that's a two under 65. So that's an extreme success. Oh, very good. Uh, I would like you to make a sciences roll. A biology work? Biology, yes. Okay, 44 under under 82. You believe, after being bit and feeling Mm. the bite, and feeling almost the the sort of intense heat that Mm. the bite gives off, Mm -hmm. uh, you you smell and feel a little ozone that comes off of you mm. almost as if it's burned okay and you get a a sudden shock of insight mm. and that insight is is this creature mm-hmm. is has been at one point poisoned okay and subjected to a likely detrimental amounts of radiation ah okay i did not the burns did not i mean in the 20s, radiation burns would not right. be something most doctors would recognize. That's correct. But the only like, reason that you recognize them is because of a, a report that you read mm-hmm. from Nikola Tesla mm-hmm. that happened near the turn of the century when he was too close to some equipment and then began to hypothesize about 
proximity to certain types of x-rays and other uh, energies. Okay. All right. So something has been microwaving this fish. Yes. Slowly. Okay. Slowly, but surely microwaving surely. this fish. So we're sort of like a braising. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's like a, a little uh, lemon pepper, maybe. Poaching. Right. Um, and seeing that and, and seeing that it is burned up one side and such. Uh, how, how much fish is in this fish, man? Given your somewhat um, checkered past of uh, checking over hybrids. Yes. You're probably saying it's about 30 to 35% at this point. Is it enough to have gills like around the neck area? Probably yes. All right. You, you, you can't confirm it because obviously you're screaming in pain from having been being bit. Yes. And uh, that is why Doc is going to take the most uh, carnal route, which is uh, what what anyone will do when they're wounded, which is grab anything you can in order to stop the person from literally choking the life out of you. Yes. And in this case, he's going to, you call them gills, Doc calls them a luggage handle. He's going to grab the gill area as hard as he can with just a handful. Okay. Especially on the side that's lumpy and burned. We will see to that on your next action. Yes. Sam, you and your troop of uh, investigators get to the end of the main part of the engine room and there is a door which is not locked it looks like it's a fairly standard wooden man door that uh, goes into deeper into the ship i was gonna say having been on a couple of ships in your lifetime um, you would likely see this as a place where the crew would sleep are we heading toward the noise or away from it yes most assuredly did did we hear the doctor scream oh yes now, last I knew, did that trigger the rage? It did not. Last I knew, Sigma was on the was on the dinghy. Oh yeah. Um, so I will I will yell, Sigmund's on board, and I will uh, boot the door in and continue moving. So I'm assuming, based on my understanding of how the the ship's laid out, we're heading away from the bow, right? We're heading further. Uh-huh. So. If these are the quarters, do I would I assume then that maybe there's an entrance further, like another exit in the crew quarters to go further into like the belly of the the ship where this noise is coming from? Or you're not sure? Okay. Well, I will hustle then. Okay. Or run, whatever you want to call it. Are your compatriots, I assume, are hustling behind you? Yeah. Okay. Very good. If- I don't think I think his dex is higher than mine, so he's probably still running faster than I am. Technically, Lillian's dex is higher than all three of you, but she's purposely bringing up the rear. So right. you are hustling down this corridor. Uh, what you're seeing on either side of you are basically like rack bunk style places for people to sleep. They are all empty, but there is a significant amount of green film on the middle like walkway here that you're having to walk around or hustle around. Uh, You get to the end where there is another doorway and you're about to kick that open when, Jack, you get to the top of the hold area and look down. And what do I see? Actually, not a ton. There does seem to be a a form down there. It's large. It's, It's much larger than the the, the other hybrids, these fish people that you've been sort of encountering, but it's not so grandiose that like it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a form is probably seven to maybe eight feet tall. It's a little bit bigger 
Um, but there's a very limited light down there. That's the problem. And you can tell outside of the main hold area, because of course you're taking the boat under the cover of darkness, there's no additional light to draw anything in. So you're having a really hard time discerning what exactly is down there. There is a lantern down there, but it's on the floor and most of the light spills in a way that doesn't really afford you any additional information. There is something down there though in the darkness that seems to glow a little bit. There's there's some sort of green coloration to the lighting, the light down there. And that's sort of back towards the, the back of the ship. You can see it at an angle, but you don't get a full definition. And there is a rope ladder that's been dropped in. I really don't want to climb down there. I'm going to yell down there. Hey! That is something that you hear as your head swims a little bit, Doctor. <laughs> oh. In your proximity to death's door. Doc just lets out a, uh, essentially a yell piece too terrified right now to actually cohesively create a sentence. Right. He's more of a fight or flight instinct at this moment as he's, you know, grabbing at handfuls of this thing's neck. Sure. You hear... Some somebody down there? That's gotta be Sigmund. So there's a form down there, right? Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit bigger than Sigmund. It does, but the sound and the figure are in the same place. Alright, I got one uh bullet left in the gun. I'm gonna shoot it. Okay. So you'll be at disadvantage from the darkness. Yeah. That's thirty one, so it's still a hard success. Folks that are down there hear a gunshot, a single gunshot. That's nine points of damage. That's all we hear now. Yeah. <laughs> the hold of a ship. <laughs> and then you hear something burble up from the bottom, and it sounds like... Sigmund? <coughs> Sam? Well, it sounds like the action has begun, so I would like to continue my... Is the door going to stop my forward movement? No, likely not. Then I, knowing that Lillian's behind me, uh, I will definitely stay low. I will mm -hmm. keep my head and shoulders below shoulder level so that, uh, you know, she can properly aim her rifle. And uh, yeah, that door's, that door's got to open. So push, pull. Well, he's, he's got more presence of mind than I do because the only thing I am thinking about is getting through that door and running at whatever. All right. So it, harming Sigmund. If you come in, Sam, and you sort of like go right or left to, to stay down, uh, Maeve is by you as soon as you move past. Like she is making a beeline, you know, sort of at her own risk. It happens. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to stop until I see what's happening. So entering in the scene, the the three of you see a, an enormous figure likely eight to eight and a half feet tall. It probably weighs in at between three to 400 pounds, heavily muscled with that same sort of mottled green skin. It's wearing a vest because its arms are uh, well, well-defined, very muscular. It has a, <laughs> it has a strange neck and head um, in the sense that it's sort of a, mix between a, a man and a some sort of strange desian of the ocean uh, it has glowing veins 
that seem to give off this green, um, I guess, illumination is the best way to say it. Uh, and you see it look up a little bit. Like, it seems to be looking up at the whatever was going on above it. And you see blood coming out of its mouth, but not in a way like look, looking as if it has been harmed. It's its many sharp and jagged teeth are bleeding from having eaten something. And the doctor is like in one hand, one of its, its, its left hand sort of being dangled above the boxes. So here's what I would like to do if I, if I have the time and space is I will say, Oh, come on. And then I will, I'm going to move up to it. Cause I don't, I Sigmund's in a really, really horrible position for me to try to get a yes. shot. Very. So I, if it's looking away for the briefest of moments, I'm going to try to cover the distance and you put the shotgun as close to its primary, you know, kind of like mass as I can away from <clears> or past <throat> Sigmund. And I'm going to, I'm going to dump both barrels into its, into its midsection at point blank range. Okay. So I'll just say this given Sigmund's position, it's a shotgun. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even if it fires slugs, if it, if you draw an impale, it could go through the creature and hit Sigmund. That's just the way it could be. So if you're willing to take the risk at, at your own success, I say have at it. Sure. So again, my question is, is there a way for me to, like, depending on how it has Sigmund, is there a way for me to point the gun away from its front? Like, yeah, you could you could aim you could aim at a leg. I'll give you a disadvantage die, and you could aim at a leg in hopes of not having to deal with Sigmund. Sure. Well, I mean, I get an advantage for for point blanks. Was it a wash then, or? Yeah, it's a wash. Okay, yeah, I'll take I'll take the wash at point blank so as not to hit Sigmund, and I will I will I'll go for the hips. I will take I will take out the uh, the fishman's well defined glutes. That's a success on the first barrel. Mm-hmm. I'll just roll the second. I'm assuming the first one's probably not going to kill it anyway, so. That's a reasonable assumption. Yeah, because it's super thick. It is. An extreme would be, how much do I need to get that to an extreme? 75 is 14. Yeah, so 13? Thir- I need the doctor free. I'm going to spend 13 luck to make that an extreme. Okay. Oh. okay, so roll regular damage and then roll impale damage. So that's, wow. So, so that's 18 on the roll. <laughs> And yeah. then the second one is 21 plus 24 plus 4. So 20, 26 plus 21 is 47 plus 16 is 63. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please don't have death throws. Okay. So everybody in 20 feet make a hard dex roll. <laughs> That'll include everybody but Mr. Drummond. That, that much damage to it? It's just a blast shadow now. <laughs> said hard i did say hard <laughs> me too i'm not it. even on the same floor yeah you don't have to be you're within 20 feet of the actual explosion happening you got a 23 out of 90 million's good doctor you're good extreme that's a roll you want to make doctor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> dex throw dex roll it is a dex roll yes no i made it 30 after 60 well that's fantastic for you 69 out of 65. Noise. I am going to spend a hand of fate and make that a success for you, Mr. Shea. Yay! A good one this time. Um, that is a success, but to make it a hard, I would need at least 50%, right? So 37? Yep. 
Or I could push it. You could push it. I'll just spend the twenty something up luck. This is I've I've done I've had I've had my share of pushing on this ship. I will simply hmm. just do my best to extract the doctor. Um so yeah, I need to spend sort of 35, 25, 25 luck? Twenty wait, thirty I can't do math today. I'm so sorry. Thirty-eight is what I need. So I need to move one to twenty-one. Fifty. Okay. All right, I am have a hard success. Whatever, whatever happens after. Very good. <laughs> so, for those of you who failed, which is none of you, thankfully, uh, none of you will be immediately irradiated, which is fantastic. Mm. Uh, yeah. So you roll in the door with the shotgun and get as close to this thing as you can without hoping to saw the doctor in half. You pull both barrels, and when you blow it off, basically at the leg near near the the like basically the femur like between the knee and the thigh uh he collapses and when he does uh, this creature expands rapidly like a pufferfish and then pops and there's this green waste fluid that goes everywhere though i'm getting away from it because i rolled an extreme i'm going to say that doc was almost kind of expecting something like this because of the condition the swollen condition of him up close. Yeah. You were expecting it, and now you're all coated oh. with um, a, a, a very thick, viscous fluid, which also sort of smells like the bottom of a fish barrel. But you're out of rounds. Right? Oh, what the hell? Doc is laying amongst the crates covered in goo. They explode. Where's the doctor? Doctor! Evil hand amongst the boxes. <laughs> Dripping this goo. I'm 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 over here. (laughs) Yeah, I'll run towards the dock. All right. Um, I can feebly try first aid to help his shoulder wound. If you'd like to. Yeah. I would say you might not want to move him given the amount of hit points that he has. Right. So I was just gonna keep him there and you tell me when you find a clean surface. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's true is there water nearby I mean out, besides outside the ship lots <laughs> it's funny he mentions that's Fraulein there's all water all over the place uh, you're not sure as far as the water goes well then I maybe upstairs yeah I guess I'll do I see Jack up above us I'm not sure. He's probably picking himself up off the, the deck at this point. <laughs> yeah. Is, is everybody okay? Jack didn't get fully coated with green stuff. So when he like looks over, all you see is like speckles of it on his face and on his hair and the upper part of his jacket. Yeah. Can we get uh, some water to clean a wound? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or toss down the doctor's bag, wherever it's at. Oh, it's here. Yeah, it's right in there. It's yep, a, it, right next to the lantern, probably. <laughs> pick it up, it kind of goes splorch. Is there stuff in there to clean it with? I mean, I have first aid of 55, so. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Is the Do I see the doctor's journal? Um, like, if journal, I look over, probably. if I look over Navy's shoulder going through his bag, like, do I see his book in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That never goes anywhere. He never goes anywhere without his, without his book. Then I'm going to reach and snatch the pen that's likely attached to it. And I will run over to the doctor and 
lift up like the back of his shirt where luckily there's probably not a whole lot of goo. Mm. And I will draw the earthly sign on his back and say, hold still, Doc. I don't know how this is going to (laughs) work. But I will um, kind of shakily murmur my my prayer to Maman Brigitte and say, uh, we can't we can't lose him. <laughs> so just just bite down, Doc, uh, and I will draw using his pen into his back without breaking the skin. I'm not going to wound him. Knowing that it's not a fish man, Doc will take this round to relent to unconsciousness. <laughs> if 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 the bite in the shoulder and being drawn on and manipulated is enough, you 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 attempt to 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 ease yourself into unconsciousness but the sudden burst of additional life force in your body sort of jolts you a little upright oh good <laughs> oh look pain more pain oh, oh. i'm awake <laughs> well it's, it's four hit points and no pain this oh is what yeah is. that is something that's interesting is yeah. that pain leaves your body i am okay. i'm still gonna use first aid to make sure it's clean and seems totally reasonable yep doctor that is an eight out of 55. It's an extreme success. Mm-hmm. So I'll award you two hit points for that extreme Ooh. success. That takes about 10 minutes. Um, Mr. Drummond, you do see something coming up on the right side of the ship. It's another ship. Does it look like an official ship? It sure does. That's just fine. I will put my gun away and appear to look as non-threatening as possible. Jack, you see this as well. I close the doors to hold mm-hmm. and uh, make my way inside. Okay. Inside the uh, the ship. Yeah, put my gun away. I, 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 I can't clean up the dozen or so bodies that are lying all no, over the place. No, you can't. Not in the slightest. I'm going to sit down, mm-hmm. have a drink, and have a smoke. I mean, there's a box there for it, right? Yeah. Doctor, can, we, can you move? Yeah, over the 10 minutes of him drawing the sigil and her doing the first aid, Doc is attempting to feebly explain uh, through his exhaustion that he was, in fact, trying to stay out of the way. And yet the way seems to, uh, you know, that I don't know what it is. Why the way always seems to find me. That's not very good. Do you want to use one of these gross beds in here? No, I, he stands up. I would be fine. Oh, wow. I should check this wound to make sure that there are no psychotropic effects. What was that shit in there? It's not blood. What is that? I... Uh, can you grab a sample of it for me, Sam? Uh, I have some theories. So, fine. <laughs> it's not like you can't find some, I mean... I, I will get a vial out of the doctor's bag and scrape some off of me. I was going to say Doc wipes a chunk <laughs> off of his cheek and offers it to Sam. You still, here. <laughs> you still feel the perforation marks on your body from this thing's teeth. Uh, Mr. Drummond, that flag is fairly unmistakable. It is a crisp white flag, a large red circle, and many rays of red sun flowing out from several different arcs. That is the flag of the Imperial Japanese Navy. Hell are they doing here? But I don't care. I have my alibi right there in the doorway. 
It doesn't look like you'll need one, actually, because as they get, pull up closer, there is a man you recognize aboard the ship. Sitting on the rail, looking out over at your ship. And that man's Jack Brady. I, I will call out, could use a hand here. You hear, we'll send somebody over. They drop a small boat off the side of this ship and the, that make their way over to you. There's five men get off uh, of this boat. They climb up the side of the Dark Mistress and all of a sudden, some somewhat familiar faces from Jack Brady's hideout step onto the ship. I will go out and greet them when they get over the ship and I will say, I hope you have a strong stomach. <clears throat> uh, I mean, the 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 gentlemen that get on board are strapped with rifles and seemingly ready for war. Yeah, but these are fish people. The first thing they do is step into the bridge area Yep, and take control of the ship. And then they walk towards the front of the ship and set up spaces for them to set weapon emplacements and... They don't even notice the body that they had to climb over to get to it. They don't seem to care. I may need a sand check after this. Holy shit. <laughs> I will also point out to anyone that's below deck still. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a an opulent room over there where we don't have to sit here or amongst all of this. So we, we might want to move over there. What's all that? What's going on topside? You're hearing a bunch of people walk around. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to pick up the doc and get him to that room. Helps doc to his feet and we head into the fancy room. It's clean. There's a tub. There's a tub. Oh my God. I go get clean. <laughs> I'm just picturing Sam sitting in the tub, flapping hands. Ew, 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 ew. I'm just picturing like everybody trying to like climb in the tub. So, uh, doctor, you get carted or carried into the tub um, you're gonna need to sort of remove sort of get get prepared for somewhat of a bath it does seem that the bath in here is large enough um, it seems that the room that Sir Aubrey has does have a wide selection of clothes although most of them are um, very expensive suits and smoking jackets and some very very fancy type clothing. Fantastic. There's a beautiful white suit in here. Oh yeah. That's that one's going with me. And uh if he's got a pipe, he owes me one. So I'm gonna be <laughs> I, I only take the pants from the white suit just to piss off the doctor. <laughs> I don't think my ass will fit in those pants. I think the <laughs> listeners would be happy to see you try though. <laughs> uh so over the next couple of minutes, some more people come on board. Uh, a couple more people from New China. Well, I'm like, basically like, I wanted him in that room in case it was like more bad news. So I'm like kind of listening like mm -hmm. for hurried footsteps that like sound like running away or mm -hmm. gunshots or no. Jack yelling. None of that. Okay. Um, everything for the most part seems like the, the sounds that you're hearing are you know, steady footsteps, but nothing that seems uh, too dangerous. A couple of 
of the men do come down the lower parts mm. of the ship and they check it out. They make sure that you're okay. They make sure the ship isn't, you know, having any more secrets pop up. Uh, and then after they get the ship under control and pointed in the right direction, they say that um, a couple of the men will stay. The rest are going to go back to the other ship. They uh, came back this way. They explained because they nearly got spotted by another vessel going to the island. And so they had to turn around and make sure that it looked like they were going in a different direction. They just happened to be passing back through when they saw the mistress going through some issues. <laughs> they convey to you that the first response they were going to have, had no one from the group been on board, they were going to sink the ship. Fair enough. There's another ship going to the island. Was it a passenger vessel or a freighter or was it more cargo? We're not sure. The men from New China confess. We don't know who exactly it was. It was a fast boat, that's for certain. It might have been Ho Feng. Mm. On his yacht. Oh, that's right. He has his own. He has his own. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but does his yacht have its own service yacht? That's the question. Doc is checking over that shipping manifest. Is it the cargo manifest that he found earlier in the box? The, for Hofang's? Oh, we over in Hofang's uh, spot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can check over some of that stuff. Sure. There is a fair amount of shipping crates here. Mm -hmm. um, of course, 90% of the hold is now covered in goo. Absolutely, yeah. Doc puts, finds a, a a rain slicker if he can, <laughs> puts that on before he goes back in. <laughs> yeah, most of the rain slickers have perforated holes in them with fish blood all over them. Because, oh, of course, most of the fish guys are wearing them. Right. I was going to say, I'm probably just going to have to rinse off as best I can. I'm not going to fit in any of Penhue's clothes. Doc helps pick the chunks out of Maeve's hair and such. <laughs> I head up to the bridge to where um, Drummond and Jack are. Mm-hmm. You find Jack. Are you okay? That went better. Do you need a heal? Peel off my uh, jacket. Oh, and I, you got speared, didn't you? Yeah. Or were harpooned? <laughs> All right. Am I okay to do first aid on him, Mike? Absolutely. I had stole some bandages on my way from the <laughs> doctor's bag. Sorry, doctor. That's all right. Um, it's an 84 to 65. Can I push the roll? How would you like yeah, to push the roll? Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Lane, you may. But you uh, must you must first approach it correctly. Correct. All right. So I rip Jack's shirt more to show more of the wound um, and to get better access to the wound um, in the front and the back. Okay. Now, I will, I will mention two mm -hmm. things which are very important. One, failed push rolls are bad. And then two, you do realize, of course, that if you push the roll, you may not spend luck afterwards. Correct. Go for it. 81, <laughs> 65. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, well, you know. So, a couple of things. One. Just going to spend my all my luck now. <laughs> Jack. You're going to take an extra point of damage and you're going to be a con roll, a hard con. Well, that won't do it. Okay. So you bandage up his wound as best you can. You're, that harpoon wound hurts like hell. The voyage to the island, as far as you all know, based by the charts, is going to be a little while. 
Uh, over the next couple of hours, Jack, that wound starts to itch considerably. Uh, I definitely spend uh, a few of the, as much of the time as necessary to get meticulously clean because that is, uh, that's how I prefer to be anymore. It's, it's kind of part of the process now. I don't like carrying around goo or blood or gore. So I will dispose of all of it and bag up the clothes that are now destroyed <sighs> again. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I will swipe some of Penhue's finest. Does he have anything functional, any functional wear, or is it all formal? No, it's mostly formal wear. The only thing that you would say is functional is he has a um, a rather smashing vest. Okay. Then I will, I'll use my same my same boots and everything, but so I, I will leave any fancy shoes behind because I need my stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll strap my harness on everything over it after I get it cleaned up. And okay. then I will go up. Uh, I'll check with the doctor and Maeve. I'm guessing they're hanging out in the the room. Mm. Um, are you yeah. Are you all okay down here? Yeah. Oh, we will be fine. I'm probably making sure that the doc lays down. Yeah. Then I will head, I'll head topside. And uh, you said there's a few of the new China people staying behind to man the ship, right? And make sure that we can actually get... Yeah, there's a couple of them. Then I will go back to the deck, um, grab my bag, and then I will get my field glasses and I will do my best to spot in the darkness unless there's something better on the ship that I can use to see further out. If there's a, um, you know, any sign of, I don't know, what do they have? Like a scope or not a telescope, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, there's a, a method for you to scan the sea. Okay. Yeah, then I just watch. I, I watch and listen and relax for a bit because I am so tired. So tired. And this night is not over. You are correct. You stay on your present course for some time. Um, just by looking at the chart, you can tell it's going to take a little while to get there. Um, the man who's serving as the de facto uh, sailor on board seems to think that it's going to take probably some time to get there. Could be a couple of days. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie down. So, Mr. Drummond and Mr. Doyle, you were told, mostly because you're the two closest to the bridge, that it likely is going to take about a day and a half for you to get there. And that's at present speed without any weather interruptions. What I'm telling our assembled investigators is that it does give them an opportunity to actually sleep. Something that they had very little of previously before getting onto the Dark Mistress. Yeah, I'm going to, um, I'll probably lay on the side of the bed closest to the door. Okay. So that I can be aware somebody comes through the door. So it is a very large bed. It is in effect uh, larger than a king size bed. I'm going to hunt up some gloves. Easy done. I'm going to start hauling bodies off and toss them off the side of the boat. Okay. You begin chumming the water. And then I'm going to uh, crash out in the chart room. Okay. You crash out in the chart room. Is everybody taking this moment to, to take some rest? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Okay, very good. So, as pulp heroes, you heal two hit points for a full nice rest. Ooh, I doubled my hit points. Uh, for you, though, Jack, oh. <laughs> you can take the hit point healing, um, but you are also going to take over your night's rest two hit points worth of damage in the form of bruising and rashes. Back down to two. The rest period is about six hours. Most of you have rested on a large ship before, but not on, on such, something so small by comparison. The rolling of the waves is really something on a small ship. And you are out to sea. That said, it's six MP recovered, two hit points for those of you who spend MP anyway. Um, <clears throat> and doctor, when you wake up, you are fully convinced just by looking at Mr. Doyle that he is sick. And without waking him, I begin ministration, medical ministrations to Jack. Um, this looks like perhaps an infection of some sort or. It does. It's a medicine roll. That is a 66 under 82. There is something. There's something wrong with his blood. Begin. Well, I check over the wounds, his wounds, especially the, the one where he was speared through and make sure there's no foreign material still in the wound. Mm, so with the medicine roll, rather yes. than first aid, yes. you, 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 you can tell that there is foreign material in his body and also the puncture, the, the, the backside of that through and through mm. is also looking a little brown. Looking a little pink around it. And a little mm, pink. Yeah. All right. Go back down into the uh, fancy room, the fancy bedroom, and mm -hmm. I assume there's a liquor cabinet. Um, yes, absolutely. And I suppose, and I assume because he's a disgusting fat cat, he drinks only the best alcohols. Likely, yes. So there's there's probably um, there's probably a, a, about four different types of alcohol here, right? So there is a proper whiskey. There's a definitely a gin because, of course, he's English. Right. Um, there's wine and then there's sherry. All right. Well, the gin is where I'm going with because it'll be the cleanest. Uh, it's the closest to isopropyl. And if you drink gin, you know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> uh, I wake Jack up. <laughs> you do not feel well. Immediately on waking, you feel like you're going to throw up. I have a bucket nearby for him to do so because I kind of expected it. Jack, I'm sorry about the next part, but I think you have an infection that is quite bad. I've only got a short amount of time to get this before it spreads to your blood. You don't say. <laughs> and a lot of that gin is going on the wound. Okay. Um, so you've determined what the issue is, you think. Mm -hmm. And you are now going to attempt to deal with your patient. Can I bring the whiskey up to Jack? <laughs> you can, yeah. You're, you're there. I mean, yeah. you're at the corner of the bed curled up trying to f sleep and, you know, Jack on the other side of the, the bed is dealing with all of these things. You're not really going to be... I don't know how many, many of you have tried to do it, but um, if, if you're not thoroughly trashed the night before, uh, trying to stay asleep in a room where someone else is vomiting is literally impossible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring him some whiskey, too. Okay. 
that doesn't smell good at all to your stomach, Jack, but it doesn't mean that you don't want to drink it. <laughs> right. All right. Once he's had uh, a couple of slugs. All right, Jack, on the count of three. One, ein, zwein, and then I pour it. Okay. <laughs> on two. The amount of pain that your back feels is uh, unlike anything that you've experienced in your natural life. All of your back muscles in the area contract hard and you feel what feels like the strangest sort of charlie horse you've ever had in your back it's not that is the worst part though the worst part is the smell that comes out of your own body something bubbles up inside and sort of with this juicy pop runs down the side of his body it is white and sort of Cream textury. Okay. What the hell happened to dry? <laughs> do we hear the sound of ultimate suffering? You do. <laughs> yeah. Doc gets all Civil War sawbones on it. Sorry, Jack, but I can't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say it's about to get better, but I don't like lying to my friends. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so to, to clean this one effectively, mm-hmm. uh, you need medicine to do so. Mm-hmm. And you will need a hard medicine roll All right. to accomplish this. Okay. That is a 39 under a 41. So that is a hard medicine roll, sir. Okay. A hard, your hard breakpoint being 41. Yep. Okay. Um, you toil. And the sheets here on this side of the bed will not recover from what is happening. Um, most of the rest of the investigators do get at least some auditory portion of this experience. As Jack is unable to keep the, the screams of pain pent up. You have to dig back into the wound. You have to remove and excise the flesh, doctor. It's the only way. In fact, it's exactly what the surgeon in you would do. Um, I would like to sing something calming to help Jack calm down. It won't work, but I'll try. You could make a roll and attempt to soothe him. It would be like a singing. 23 out of 68, so it's hard. Yeah, the room is filled with a sort of auditory kaleidoscope of tones. And at first, it's hard to to understand the reason, Jack, why that's happening. <laughs> um, but eventually, as pain floods over your brain enough and you begin to numb yourself to that, just like you did oh so many times in the war, you get something you can latch your brain onto to focus outside of the pain. And it pairs well with the whiskey. And eventually you pass out it's a blessing in a way i tried doc has a very i want to say emotionless but almost intrigued look as he's excising flesh from the back of Mm. of jack it's not so much you doctor but it's that person inside of you that is very interested at cleaning things out completely doc would have a hard time doing this so he passed he gladly hands the wheel off you do so um there is a um a a feeling you get inside of someone else doing this portion. And then you get a almost doctoral note of the patient has lost a significant amount of blood. And 
it is going to be important for them to either rest or to recoup that blood. Doc stands up, looks at Maeve. I will be right back. I need to go get blood. Wait, 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 where? And he walks out of the room. Uh, Okay. Where are you going, doctor? Uh, You said there were a bunch of guys. There are not a bunch of guys, but there were a couple of extra guys on the ship here. Mm -hmm. There's two or three of them. Yeah, he goes and... Pardon me, young man. I'm needing your help for just a moment, if you don't mind. Okay. He follows you. Okay. And uh, has gestures to the seat next to Jack. You take him back downstairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes into the room and looks around. Uh, he walks into the room just to, just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And you see him suddenly start sort of walking, skirting the edge of the room. Not looking at Jack, not looking at you. He's looking at Miss O'Shea with some very strange, oh, a strange, concerned expression across his face. Like Doc snaps his fingers a couple of times to draw the man's attention, and he just points at a chair. He, Doc's mannerisms are very pointed and not at all. Um, there is no bedside manner there. He slides into the table. Doc begins pulling out um, surgical tubing and a few syringes. Uh, doctor, I'm going to ask you to make a persuade role at disadvantage to get this man under reasonable control. I'm not even close. Okay. But you pull out surgical tubing and this man bolts from the room. Ah! He runs. No, no, no. I'll sit down in the chair. I don't know if your blood would, I do not know if your blood would be compatible for a line. Why? It's no, it's, it's blood. Yes, but I would have to test it first. Actually, I've been wanting to test it for a while now. But, well, I suppose. Doc sits down in the chair. Mm-hmm. Straps his own arm. Okay. And lances his own vein and starts giving blood to Jack. Okay. If I pass out for them. Do take it out before I am empty. Hmm? I don't know when that is, but okay. I'll give you the signal. It will sound like thud. <laughs> you very, um, in a very machine-like way, mm-hmm. do a calculated counting in your head and urge your blood into the transfusion tubes and into Jack's body. Time passes. You get a little tired and you realize it's, it's, it's probably past time. Doc unplugs himself and then unplugs Jack. Okay. You seal them both up. Mm. You're very tired, doctor, and you sort of collapse against the wall of the room. You take a nap. Mm-hmm. So anyone else doing anything along the voyage? Yes. While this uh, party of blood is going on, I am doing one thing. In addition to well, once once the screams subside and everything kind of quiets down, I'm assuming this is after we've rested, right? So like we wake up to the screaming, yeah, and then it's like, well, I'm never going to get back to sleep now. Um, so I will remain. I know there's not necessarily like a crow's nest, but what I was uh, when I had, when I had gotten onto the ship earlier, you had said that the. Uh, uppermost area above where everything was kind of constructed it was like thir- it was like a thirteen foot 
ceiling slash roof on that structure, right? Yeah. Okay. Because that is likely where I would be, had kind of like secured myself and like sunkered down so that I could see things and not be near the fish stuff or the gore or the people or anyone else. Yeah. Um, So while I'm up there uh, and I wake up and everything's quiet, I will do my best to once again settle into a book and I would like to attempt to learn a spell. Damn it. All right. So you know the rules? Yeah, I know the friggin' rules. <laughs> That's an intelligence test. It's a hard one. Finally! Extreme success. That is a 10 under 65. Oh. Okay, so it'll take eight hours. I know. And you are learning levitate? I am learning levitate. Finally. Okay. Never again am I setting foot in deep water. <laughs> I'm kidding. It'll probably happen again, but not not without thinking about floating over them. Okay. That is your time. Miss Lane, what are you doing? Um, I am not going to join them in the bath- bedroom because that's already enough cooks in the kitchen. Um, and I already did enough damage to Jack already, so I'm feeling a little guilty at this point. <laughs> um, I'll talk to him when he wakes up. He's a little bit better. And then um, I need to find some way to clean myself up so I am going to go down to the the supply hole mm-hmm. and dig through some of those boxes to see if there's any extra clothes laying around or really the only clothes that, that are in wide range uh, even after looking through boxes um, really the only clothes that you find are the stuff that's in Aubrey's closet it's not that it won't fit you um, it's that you'll have to do some some tailoring to make sure that you can still move around it. It does afford you a wide selection of pants, of course, to wear. All right, I guess I will dig through Aubrey's, Aubrey's closet to find a a shirt that I can button up and tie um, so it's not so baggy. It has ruffles? That's fine. <laughs> I can tear it off and use it for bandages. And some pants. That is there a sewing kit around where I can... Uh, the doctor probably has a sewing kit in his bag. I go grab that out of his bag and I'm going to hem the pants and bring them in. I do not have sewing as a... As a That's okay. Um, just to see how well you do, we'll, <laughs> um, we'll have you make a dex roll. Because I think it's dexterity. is. We'll, we'll, we'll make it a little harder for you, but that's okay. <laughs> Get a 56 out of 90. Okay. I'm going to say that you manage during the voyage to tailor yourself something that is both functional and fashionable. When you say ruffle, do you mean like Louis from Interview or like David Bowie from Labyrinth or like Prince? Probably more Louis than it is David, given the time period. Man, I was hoping for like like Prince of the Revolution ruffles. Well, like (laughs) the thing is, is Aubrey seems, at least by by his wardrobe that's available for viewing, he seems a little bit of a... Eccentric. Would you like some pancakes? Right. <laughs> it's not that ruffle. Look on look on this positive note. You have pockets now. Oh yeah. Oh I had pockets already. But I now I have pockets again. <laughs> oh yeah, while well, I'm in the room, since I apparently didn't want to go in the room, but now I'm in the room. I will check on Jack to make sure he is doing okay. I will hand the doctor the pipe. That I had pulled off the desk. He's passed out. He's oh. passed out. Well, uh, Jack looks a little pale. 
and the doctor is a little paler than normal. Um, there is a tube that used to be connected to the two of them. You're not sure what was going on there. I grab a couple washcloths out of the bathroom and um, wet them and put them across both their foreheads. Mm, okay. Yeah, you can tell that uh, Jack has definitely got a fever. After the guy ran out of the room, I'm going to make sure to put my hood back up and hide my face. Yeah, you get the feeling that that may become more of a commonplace thing. You you realize that there is, I mean, for lack of a bit, there's a significant amount of scaling around your eyes now. Right, but like I wouldn't have thought of that. And then the guy came no. in and I'm like, oh, right. Oops. <laughs> Mr. Drummond, uh, spending the voyage and doing anything specific? I am wanting to do a thorough inventory on anything that even looks remotely like a weapon on this on this boat. Okay, so not a ton of weapons in the hold, not a ton of weapons on the on the boat itself in the front or the the back of the boat as far as the crates that you see. Most of the weapons that are on board were brought on board by the folks from New China. Uh, what they've basically done on the front of the boat is they have set up a reasonably camouflageable uh, weapon. A deck gun. Uh, it specifically looks like a Lewis gun. Jesus. They have shrouded it and covered it, but you're fairly familiar, at least by name, with that type of weapon and the amount of damage it can do downrange. Yeah. I'm kind of at a loss because I don't know the inner workings of the group. I would probably try and find them and find the doctor and him mm -hmm. passed out. Yeah, you do. Miss Lane is sewing up a, <laughs> a storm. And Sam is up in the crow's nest. Well, wherever. he's visible. Like when you go yeah. to the front of the deck, you can see that he's on top of the the cabin, the, the bridge, you know, portion of the ship. But he's also lost in a book, it seems. Yeah. His, his feet are dangling. Are you kicking your feet like a little kid? Probably. Now that I'm actually learning this damn spell. So I, I want to find somebody who's unattached and seemingly not elbow deep in something. That's going to be Maeve. What are you attached in? What, that I'm doing something? Yeah. I'm trying to, like, hide my face from people. Mm, sure, but she's not, like, a deeply engrossed or passed out. She would be no. the only one. I'm, like, watching. I will approach her then. Yes. I have a question. I may or may not have an answer. What exactly are we doing? What do you mean, what are we doing? We're going to this island. What are we doing when we get to the island? Uh, making what's, what's the plan? To execute... Penhue and Ho Fang. Are we in shape to do this? We never are. I'm just saying we've got a couple of guys who look like they should be in a hospital. That is common sometimes. And also, I don't know that we have a choice to turn back now. We made an agreement. I'm not saying anything about turning back. I'm just simply asking how you plan on doing this. Oh, how I plan on doing it is totally different on how they plan on doing it. So what do we know about where they're doing this, whatever it is that they're doing? We don't. How big is this island we're going to? Island-sized. So we don't know anything, and we're going in blind. 
That's always the plan. Oh, no, I do know stuff. Somebody's going to summon something. And it's going to be scary. That usually happens. And it's not me. I just mentally throw up my hands and I walk away. I just shrug. This is how we do things. (laughs) Welcome to the group. Yeah. And I think on that note, it is time to end. And so uh, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Masks of Dronothtep. It seems that a voyage ahead could hit some rocky waters. We hope that you've enjoyed the show and we look forward to entertaining you next week. Whoop, whoop.